Hi, and welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us here at Tell Me Where to Go, where you'll hear travel tales from all over the world designed to inspire, inform, and get you travelling around this wonderful world. first visited the Burmese city of Yangon 10 years ago, was far from sleepy. Soon after arrival, I'd made friends and found myself tucking into a spicy salad of fermented tea leaves, or lafette, at four o'clock in the morning in a bustly night market. Great hopes for democracy in Burma may have been dashed, but street life goes on and the city has a shambolic charm and a slow pace, unlike many of its regional counterparts. My stay back then was the governor's residence a colonial throwback in the best sense of the word, and it was originally a two-storey teak residence built for one of the governors of Myanmar's south. Now it's an Orient Express property run with a keen eye for local colour. The next day I take a post-breakfast stroll to explore the city. Walking can be a hazardous mode of transport here, with few clear road crossings and pavement like smashed crockery. But you get into the groove of things. I head up to People's Park and spy the famous golden dome of Shwedagon Pagoda the geographical and spiritual heart of Yangon. The pagoda itself is 322 feet of gold leaf opulence, crowned with more than 1,100 diamonds, with another 1,300 precious stones studded around the peak. Sunset is the most popular time to visit, as this amazingly extravagant nod to the humble Buddha reflects the changing light at that time, while around its base is something of a Buddhist theme park with statues, the great man's footprint, and a replica of the Buddha tooth relic from Singapore. The whole area is buzzing with monks, tourists, and an inordinate amount of black crows. Ten years later, and I'm excited to be returning to Yangon, this time based in a modern golfing resort just outside the city. Awe Meta, in the gated community of Punlang Estate, sits across the Lang River from downtown Yangon and is a peaceful collection of housing, country club, and the Awe Meta Hotel. My stay is the polar opposite of the colonial digs of ten years ago, but I'm just as eager to go exploring. Instead of walking, though, I'm taking the very new Elephant Coach Tour that takes you around the former Burmese capital in retro style. It's modelled on an old troop carrier, but the seats have been reduced to accommodate half a dozen people, the interiors are fashioned from local teak and rosewood, and they have carved elephants as door handles. It is a reimagined colonial extravagance that manages to be both whimsical and comforting, overindulgent and a lot of fun. Our first stop is the Yangon Heritage Trust, the organisation tasked with preserving the crumbling past and charting a new future that includes a bold new development to open up the riverside and port of the city. Back on the bus, we make a grand entrance to the former Secretariat office, driving our elephant coach past guards and along the tree-laned walkways of the 14-acre property. Built in 1890, the Secretariat was only recently renovated and has been off-limits to the public for decades due to its notoriety. For it's here, in July 1947, that armed thugs broke into the Secretariat and assassinated Bogyokye Ongsan, the man credited with freeing the country from the British along with his cabinet ministers. Now you can stand in the ghostly quiet chamber where the assassination took place and look at black and white portraits of the victims lining the duck egg blue walls. A tattered national flag looks over the long empty wooden pews. Burmese politics may not have changed for the better since my last visit, but neither has my love for this incredible Southeast Asian city. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check back on our website for other stories, specialists, funny travel tales, and anything else you might need to plan and safely enjoy your next trip. We 
look forward to hearing you back again soon. <laughs>